Hello, everybody, and welcome to Slash Her, a delusional look into the art of horror and all things spooky, kooky, and terrifying. I'm Adrian. And I'm Stormy. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Hello. Well, if y'all can't tell, <laughs> I feel like shit. Oh, no. Happy September. <laughs> Honestly, what? What? movie is more fitting than this movie to be like completely like just feeling so shitty during right that part so if you hear me like randomly change voices it's because i muted myself and coughed 20 times <laughs> well hello everybody uh so yeah first and foremost stormy does not feel well today so we are gonna blow through this discussion because first we really do want to talk about this movie it's ridiculous but also it's the end of the month and this is our final week of video game horror month and it's been to me quite honestly probably one of my favorite months that we've done so far i've had a blast it feels very nostalgic just all of them even though i've only had connect like strong connections with um silent hill and stay alive i just the whole month just brings back so many memories so many memories i mean quite honestly besides silent hill which is hilarious the other three movies this month legitimately i was so obsessed with growing up including this one and quite honestly it is a way to end the month we are going to go ahead and just dive right into it everybody so be prepared because this week we're talking about the 2003 film house of the dead originally released on october 10th 2003 the film was made on an estimated budget of around $12 million. It would then go on to make around $5.5 million on its opening weekend before going on to make around $13.8 million worldwide. The film was directed by Yule Bowl and has a, you know, a cast. We have Jonathan Cherry as Rudy. We have Tyrone Lasisto as Simon. Clint Howard as Salish. Uh, Ona Grayer as Alicia. Ellie Cornell as Casper. Will Sanderson as Greg, Yanuka Akuma as Karma, Kira Clavel as Liberty. And yeah, that's pretty much everybody I feel like talking about right now. Um, House of the Dead, 2003. So you've never seen this movie. Is that right, Storm? Never a day in my life. Like, I can't even remember seeing like most videos, <clears throat> videos, most movies that we watch. I like have some type of inkling about them or i've been like oh yeah i've seen it in passing but this one head empty no thoughts never <laughs> fucking thought about it never seen it never nothing i mean it is crazy i mean initial first thoughts what do we think about this movie um i saw a handful of titties oh my god so many titties like within the first five minutes we see at least like two pairs mm-hmm. so you know you know how i feel <laughs> But um, I don't know. I feel like it's it's very reminiscent. Like the flashbacks that we have of like actual gameplay remind me of like the first person shooter games you would play in like a Pizza Hut in the early 90s. And so like <laughs> that's fun to me. Like fuck it. Right. But I have like whiplash from these transitions. <laughs> these are straight up from PowerPoint. <laughs> fucking swipe transitions like the budget where did she go 
I honestly have no idea. Like that was my one question heading into this movie and rewatching it for the first time was where was the budget spent? Because I, there was not one part of this movie where I looked at something or saw something or even saw one of these actors put in the effort to where I was like, oh yeah, that's where the money went. It went to this person's performance because they're giving it their all. Didn't happen. As like, it went to the set design because this looks amazing didn't happen. So it went to cinematography and just overall editing and score and music. No, that's not where the budget went either. I have no idea where it went. I don't know if the directors and the producers just smuggled half of this budget and just went on a crazy expedition, you know, backpacking across Europe or something, because I don't know where they did or I don't know what they did with this money. I just, I truly don't. But does that make it a bad movie? Yeah, it does. Uh, does it make it a movie that I hate? No, not at all. Again, this month is heavy with nostalgia. So even with this movie, I, I, can't, I can't hate it. And you're right, because the movie, of course, is based off of the House of the Game or House of the Dead video game series, uh, which was a rail shooter, which pretty much is those games that you see in Pizza Hut or arcades where you have the gun and you're just shooting at the screen. And I remember that was the first time that I ever had any type of... Um, connection i guess with house of the dead was a laundromat i had gone with my mother and they had one of the house of the dead i think it was the second one they had one of the arcade machines in there and like that's how i became aware of this series and then the movie came out not too long after that so i of course was obsessed with it and it was something that i just i always was i always had it on the background i always played it i think i was this kid where i would get my toys and i would just reenact movies with my toys and this was one of those movies where i did it so often that i remember it clearly but my gosh it was a rough watch this time around um i enjoyed it up until the last 15 minutes <laughs> and then i took a fat nap <laughs> so stormy i watched it with her for her first time because i just had to i had to gauge her reactions and yeah probably the last 15 minutes snooze she was asleep the build-up was not you know tense enough to where she was interested and needed to finish it no this is one of those movies where by the last 20 minutes you're out you're knocked out it because there's no build-up to anything in this movie it truly makes no sense nothing in this movie makes sense none of it really has a clear direction they kind of just throw a million things at the screen at once it's insane and even from the jump i mean we start with our character rudy who you know we come to i guess like in this movie that's the goal here uh it doesn't work for me. But Jonathan Cherry, who plays Rudy, was in Final Destination 2. He's like the stoner guy in Final Destination 2, um, which I had never made that connection until obviously researching for this podcast. But he didn't bring that charisma that he had in that movie to this one. So don't know what happened there. Like maybe he was getting paid more for the Final Destination role. So he was more inclined to like give it his all. <laughs> but he is... We're supposed to probably care about him the most in this movie. And he's so lackluster. Oh, so boring. Okay, you know what? Let's kind of look at the characters. Who is the one character that you do maybe like the most out of all of them? I like Liberty. Just because she shows out. Um, yes. She's wearing a fucking full American flag outfit. Um, and she's just... And, and pigtails. Right. She's literally the flavor in this movie <laughs> she is she was honestly uh when i was a kid obviously she was my favorite because she probably was the most 
draggy out of all of them she has the most outlandish outfit on she was the uh the girl who was kicking and using melee weapons and i don't know what i i thought it was a pink power ranger growing up so like seeing you know a woman kick ass like that i was like oh love it super into it obsessed with her so i think in rewatching it now i really do think that i enjoy casper even though she gives us like really nothing we really don't know her too well but i love ellie cornell i love rachel from the halloween uh, movies from four and five and so seeing her in this movie as a kid i was like oh wow i i love her i love rachel so i've always like really been into her but she was never like it for me as a kid but in rewatching it this time around i mean i kind of liked her she had like a no fucks attitude she was she showed up to the island and started shooting bitches in the face and like i have to admire that Who's the worst out of the bunch? The worst? Uh-huh. Um, I mean, she dies pretty early, but the, I can't even remember her name, but like the very annoying girlfriend that's wearing like a mini skirt and oh, like Cynthia. tennis shoes. Yeah. <laughs> she's wearing the worst fucking New Balances with her fucking skirt rave outfit. <laughs> she's ready to fuck and just gets torn apart by zombie things. So. Girl, can we talk first of, uh, like these men in this movie have no style whatsoever i know it was the early 2000s but even in the early 2000s you're really going to show up to what's supposed to be the rave of the year in a button-up t-shirt long sleeve like what are you doing in blue jeans and a belt and it's tucked in who's going to a rave like that on top you have another light jacket on top of this thing so what are you doing greg i'm looking at you greg you look like shit and i don't know why you're going to a rave looking like this i feel like islands are normally like warm with like some humidity to um, like I just feel like you'd be sweating your balls off. You know what I mean? That major smegma, and she's just ready <laughs> to fucking gobble it all up. She honestly, she really is, and you know what? Good for her. And the movie, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, again, from the jump, we are introduced to Rudy because he narrates everything, kind of, sort of, in this movie. And like he's giving us a precursor of what's to come. And then we do like these character introduction things where they explain the dynamics between everybody. Rudy had been dating Alicia, who is so awful in this movie. I, I just don't enjoy her character. Um, until she starts like kind of like sword fighting at the end. I kind of like that. Um, I'm, I'm simple. I'm a simple person. But like he apparently was dating her, but they broke up because, you know, she needed to practice fencing and he needed to study. What a reason to break up. And everybody else is just kind of there. You know, the dynamics are there. Uh, Karma likes Simon, but Simon likes Alicia. Greg and Cynthia are together. Their basic relationship dynamics between everybody, they're not interesting and they don't go anywhere ever. But we do get the introduction to everybody. We are also uh, introduced to Captain Kirk and Smitty. I don't know his name, but his his right-hand man, because they're introduced at the very beginning of the movie as well, because our group of friends are late. They're running late to this raid, but little did they know that on this island, people are already getting eaten alive in broad daylight. Because first off, the most boring rave is happening. This rave looks boring. It does not look like it's going to be something that I'm going to want to go and pop LSD at and have a good time. It looks like I would be depressed. There's no lights. There's like one pair of tits. 
The music's right. not even loud. For it to be like a whole island, I have expectations. Yeah, literally. It's supposed to be on an entire island. And they're in like the smallest like camping ground area. And there's like maybe 20 people here. I mean, again, I don't know where the budget went, but they can only afford 20 extras. And they probably didn't even pay these people. But it looks like the smallest group of people are doing the most boring things. Like the moving, the bopping is just, it's just so bad. But the zombies, they do, they come in, they kill everybody pretty much. We get a scene with these two random people out on the beach just to get some titties pretty much. Because she goes in the water and he doesn't, he goes missing. She goes looking for him. She obviously walks into the spooky cookie house and we're just like, why? Why do this to yourself? Why put yourself in harm's way like this? Would you come look for me if I was missing um, and you came up across a spooky cookie house i would go looking for you obviously if you're missing would i and enter the I, I okay listen if <laughs> i enter this home this i mean the exact house that we see in this movie would i enter this house to look for you maybe i mean because if we're being quite honest if we're like putting the movie narrative out of my mind and i'm just living on this island like i'm just going to this rave and you do go missing and i do see this random abandoned house yeah girl i'm a fan of horror movies i'm gonna go in and look for you first off you're missing and also it looks kind of cool so i probably would go in there but obviously just as dumb as this bitch is i would probably walk in and see you fucking strung up by your fucking nipples getting your fucking stomach ripped open and then i would be torn apart by zombies you know would you come would you go inside the house for me well the thing is is like i'm dumb and i like looking at abandoned stuff same um i'm like i always tell myself like if i was in this situation i would never go do that but (laughs) realistically like i probably would but the she doesn't like react whenever the door like slams shut behind her. Not at and, all. And like that's my first clue that nobody's home and up in the noggin. You know what I mean? <laughs> Nothing at all. And then she sees her boyfriend, and w- I don't remember that part for some reason. Uh, but she sees him and like he's like hanging in midair, and his neck is like facing or his like head is facing upwards, and she's like. I don't remember his name, but we'll just call him Bobby for the sake of this podcast. She's like, Bobby, Bobby. And he's just shaking, like floating in air, shaking. And then all of a sudden these zombies just, I don't know from which directions they come in because she was in the doorway, but they come from left and right anyways. But they come and they swarm her and murder her. And I'm just like, this is ridiculous. I don't know what the fuck that whole movie. I don't know what this whole movie is about. I mean, I do. But it's just the execution is she's lacking peculiar <laughs> to me. <laughs> well, I never in my life knew that this movie was supposed to be a prequel to the first game. I literally had no idea until I was preparing for this podcast. And now that I know that it is, it, it really has no connection i feel like because initially the first game is these two ams agents which is the name of like this uh, organization that you play as members of in the game uh, but the first game is these two agents who are of course looking to try to fight off rudolph kurian who is like the main bad guy but this movie pretty much just gives us rudy who turns out to be the villain in the first game and alicia who we find out near the end i'm assuming that he gave her some of this like weird concoction uh, concoction that brings people back to life so it's mm-hmm. supposed to lead us into the first game. Um, so I guess it does that successfully, but it is so crazy just like how the pacing of this movie works. The first 15 minutes are just us 
seeing these boring group of people or us seeing this boring group of people on this boat with these other two boring characters and then it cuts back to the island like just random things are happening on this island and like the first 15 minutes is just that like it just random cuts between these two series of events that aren't interesting (laughs) and you're just like what's happening because like even like the zombies aren't even like introduced to us in any way I mean I mean it's a zombie movie I don't know what we're expecting I mean I guess we can't ask for too much but like it just all feels like it's just kind of happening like there's no build-up there's no setting up the scares they just kind of start throwing stuff at you like immediately well like you said we spend so much time like with the original four like the rich white boy trying to get um Captain Kirk to take him to the (laughs) to the fucking island anyways and we spend so much time for what though right establishing i mean it gets it's supposed to be like character building but like getting that understanding that he's a rich white boy that is blowing massive amounts of money to get to a pointless rave also they've already told us that like in his like character introduction like this is simon he is rich and he is good looking and like that's all we need to know about his character because that's all we get Anyways, like, so don't give me more scenes of him bribing this man with money. I just don't need it. I just like, these aren't, the the choices were choices and they just weren't well-established. And I feel bad for Casper too, because we first see her just screaming on the dock and we see Captain Kirk referring to her as just like, no, this woman, this woman. And it just feels like, you know, she's probably to me, the most kick-ass character in this movie, I guess maybe besides Captain Kirk at times. But, like, she's so cool to me. And then she's, like, the one bitch who's hitting headshots left and right. And, like, they introduce her in the most, like, lackluster way. And then, like, for the next 10 minutes, all of her la- all of her dialogue is just voiceover. And it's bad voiceover. It sounds bad. And it's, it's so obnoxious that we have what feels like a token Black character. And we wait until, like, we timed it, like, 20 minutes in to give her a line. And it was the most ridiculous line. Like, it wasn't like she was giving, like, amazing line delivery. And, it like, she wasn't even given a chance to, like, I don't know. Just frustrated. Yeah, because me and Stormy started watching this movie. And I, I don't remember the last time I seen this movie i don't i remember watching it a whole bunch so most things that happened i remember pretty clearly but coming into this movie i was like i knew that we only had two poc characters we have the asian woman and then we have the black woman everybody else is white so we came into this movie and like those were my two uh besides casper those are my favorite people in the movie i mean you know i was always gravitating towards like the kick-ass women and they were my favorites growing up but like i came into this movie and i was like i was i was paying attention i was like you know let me kind of see how they handle these uh people of color in a very early 2000s movie because i don't remember if there was anything problematic and i wouldn't say that there is but yeah like that was the first thing i noticed was i was like i told stormy like 10 minutes in i was like i looked oh just sign up you know the black woman has yet to say anything and then 10 minutes later legitimately at the 20 minute and 22 second mark she finally speaks when they get to the island and it's like her reacting to something and i was like i completely forgot you were here i forgot you were here because we're hearing the same four people talking constantly four white people constantly talking over everybody else they're talking over each other they're all awful people greg and cynthia are boring simon's boring alicia is just like just i don't know she just seems like so 
kind of boring. They're all so boring. And quite honestly, uh, Karma, I think she does probably have some funny dialogue in this movie at times. Is the delivery great? No, nobody has good delivery in this movie, but she has some funny, like witty lines of dialogue at times. And I just wish they could have made her character more interesting from the jump. It's unfortunate whenever we get like just the main four white people. <laughs> just being boring as all fuck. But you know what? When they get to the island, I, I like I don't hate the aesthetic. Like they have like Christmas lights, I'm assuming, like set up in the bushes and stuff. Yeah. It looks kind of cute at nighttime. It looks drab during the day, but at nighttime it looks pretty cute. With this budget, we could have done so much more. And <laughs> hey, listen, I don't know the actual costs of making the movie. You know, I'm not a filmmaker. So I can't say for certain, you know, where this money's going, but it just feels like it went nowhere. It just, it really does. But when they get to the island, everybody's already gone. They're all dead already. They've all been turned into zombies by this point. So of course they immediately split up to try to figure out what's going on. And Greg and Cynthia are left alone and they try to have sex. And then it just kind of hits the fan. Shit literally hits the fan for Greg. And he goes to use the restroom and then Cynthia gets attacked and murdered pretty much. I was going to say, this is literally an adult version of Scooby-Doo Zombie Island. That's what it feels like. I'm pretty sure that they like legitimately reference Scooby-Doo several times in this movie. They do actually mention Scooby-Doo, which I think is hilarious. Like This is genuinely what it fucking feels like, is that they fucking took a ferry into the bayou. (laughs) Wait, this movie takes place like in Washington, I think? I have no idea. I don't know. I will say, though, that, like, the landscape is gorgeous. Wherever they shot this movie is gorgeous. It really is. Um, But, yeah. But Ian Scooby-Doo and Zombie Island feels like a more cohesive story than whatever the fuck we have going on here. Because it really is wild. Because the zombies immediately start attacking everybody. Um, The other group of people start getting attacked as well. And it's just, like, it. I mean, it just happens. Like, shit just starts happening. And eventually... They all come back together with Cynthia being dead, of course, and they run back to the water to try to get to their boat. And then we get one of many like crazy intense action sequences where they're trying to get back to the boat to find Kurt. Um, They run into Casper because she's also just randomly popping up out of nowhere. Um, And they all have like a shootout and a battle with these zombies who are swimming, I will say, which is honestly kind of terrifying. Terrifying, yeah. You don't see zombies swim that much. I really kind of, you know, kudos to this movie for doing that because it's pretty creepy watching them swim. Yeah, I will give them that. I probably would not make it amongst these types of zombies because they're pretty fast. And like, obviously, they can swim better than I can because all this fat's doing is floating. Girl. Also, you know what? Credit, maybe the budget, a lot of it probably went to some of these prosthetics and creature designs because some of these zombies actually look pretty badass. Like, no joke. Like, the zombies look cool. They really One of them do. looks like Calabar. From Halloween Town. And I said it. Yeah. I (laughs) said it probably like 20 times during this when we were watching this, but I was just like, oh, there's Calabar. His name's Castillo in the movie. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, we called him Calabar during our watch through because Calabar and Smitty. And those were our names for the people who had like no or had like no. Right. We just renamed. (laughs) Renaming people. But yeah, uh, some of these zombies look pretty badass. They really do. The issue at hand with that though is, is like some of the crazy camera shots and just like the quick editing and quick jumps between everything and even the visuals of them running through like through the woods you don't really get a moment to sit and appreciate the level of effort that probably went into designing these zombies 
Right. Which I, which I, even as a kid, I never enjoyed that. I wish, I always wish that we could kind of see more of them because mm-hmm. everything is moving so fast that you really don't like, you just don't have the chance of seeing them as thoroughly as you can. Cause they're also being killed so quickly. Like one pop, one will pop up and I'm like, oh, this one looks pretty badass. Shot, not even in the head, just shot in the shoulder. And then he's <laughs> gone. Exploded. <laughs> but you know what? I will say this movie in watching it again, was it bad? Yes. But it also kind of felt like a guilty pleasure for me because these like action sequences are just like so chaotic and so insane that like I, the 14 year old boy inside of me is just like having a field day with it because it was fun. Like this boat scene where they're all just shooting at the zombies in the water is really fun. Um, Liberty just, just jumping into the water and fucking just stabbing at zombies is a blast. She's hardcore, dude. She really is. I don't I don't know where like this came from. I like she just randomly turned into like this crazy, again, like this crazy Power Ranger fucking Marvel superhero bitch out of nowhere. Like in an instant. She was like towering in fear when they catch up with her and Rudy and this other guy who dies very fast. I don't even his name is useless, but um when they meet up with them, like she's like cowering and are so afraid. But then like in the first instance that they're attacked by zombies, she immediately just starts. Becomes kick-ass. <laughs> she starts, it is Charlie's angels and she is wailing on these zombies. And I mean, I, I don't hate it. I mean, like I wish I could be that bad bitch in some white, like probably like leather pumps and just like fucking running out in a skin tight American flag bodysuit and just start stabbing zombies in the water. I can only wish I could be that cool. Right. That's why I said she's probably my favorite. <laughs> she's really cool, to be honest. Um, but yeah, they have like this crazy shootout. Uh, Simon, who we know is hot and sexy and gorgeous and rich, he does burn his face in that instance and or in that whole scuffle. And I will say that his burn and that like burn prosthetic that they use looks Ugh. so disgusting. I hate it. it. Well done. Well done on, honestly... The special effects department on this movie deserves props really, truly, because everything that they probably put some effort into, it's definitely there. And that burn has always been something that just grosses me out. It's so gnarly. Yeah. That's one thing that, like, I was expecting out of a zombie movie is, like, the bites to, like, turn them into zombies. But that never happened. And for some reason, like, that confused me because we're so stuck on this, like, uh, lore that like when you're bitten by a zombie or you're scratched by a zombie you turn into one and this one just like ignores that <laughs> yeah they kind of do whatever they want with this storyline it makes it doesn't make sense and they don't explain it to us like they don't explain if like bites can turn you into a zombie at all because Cynthia comes back as a zombie but you know we don't see and that's another issue that I have with this movie we don't see her death like we don't see what happens to her and uh, most of the deaths in this movie are like cutaways. Like we don't get to see them, which I think is very unfortunate. And that's one of the things with her too, because we don't know if she would just be in or like, we don't know. And they don't explain to us like the aspect of how that works because we come to find out that they're coming back to life because Castillo, who was this man who was um, you know, being kicked out of his home country for his evil, ungodlike experiments, and you know, he ends up killing the ship of people that he's on who are transporting him away and ends up crashing onto this island and just taking residence here. But he's also been able to develop this 
weird liquid that brings people back to life, brings the dead back to life. But like, we don't know anything about that. Like really, like we really don't know. They give us like random flashbacks of him and like his story. Um, they're not good. Uh, but and they don't add like a lot to anything because we really don't understand like what it is like we don't understand really what it, what this is that he made we don't understand like how he developed it we don't know how it spreads we don't know if it can spread you know we don't know if these zombies are and they could have even made it cool they could have made it like an army situation because it seems like he controls them and maybe it would have been more interesting if we saw them actually like taking out some of these people but then like taking them back to him and him like torturing them and then turning them into zombies because I don't know if they're are actively spreading through bites or if they're really just taking them back to this, you know, secret layer thing that they have going on and turning them into zombies. But they don't like explain any of that to us. You see them carry the bodies away like a couple of times and that's right. it. So like, are we to assume that they're taking these people, like they're not killing people. Maybe that's why they cut away because they're taking them and turning them into zombies. And then like, just trying to like build up an army. Like we, we have no idea. Right. And like, I don't, I don't, is it too much to ask? Is it too much to ask to be able to have like for a cohesive storyline? Yes. <laughs> yes, like, it is. I don't want to feel like I'm picking on the movie, but like, is it too much to ask to like to have these, you know, evil villains like make sense? Like, I don't know. Make it make sense, I say. Hey, everybody. So if you're enjoying the podcast so far, definitely look into giving us a rating. It would be really, really beneficial. We're open to ideas and feedback. It really goes a long way. So go ahead and look into giving us a rating. Again, we're on Apple, Spotify, Podbean, and many more places. But for now, let's go ahead and get back to the show. Once they all have their shootout with the zombies in the water, we immediately just get thrown into, you know, more intense action sequences. Um, We do get a moment, though, after the whole water thing where everybody's kind of chilling out, where Casper and Greg try to go back to her ship to gain, you know, more ammunition and stuff. And they kill Greg off screen. We don't see it. Um, So just so you're aware, Greg's gone at this point. But when he dies, we do see, like, the first of many, like, 360 shots that they do. Um, which I do enjoy. I love those 360 shots, I will say. Yeah. Uh, some of these shots were choices. Yeah. True. <laughs> um, but I mean, they're fun. I just wish they were like transitioned better. Right. But somebody literally did this in Microsoft PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. Everything is so bad. And just, I don't know. The character interactions are crazy. Because even like at the beginning too, like Smitty is like so, I don't know, I kind of feel bad for him because I feel like he maybe could have been more of an interesting person. Again, I mean, anything could have been better than what they gave us. Um, But I remember at the beginning of the movie too, when Cynthia gets thrown up on by Greg because he's seasick and she, of course, you know, rips off her shirt and shows us her titties right away. Uh, But when she's like washing off her shirt and he walks in and she's just like, she just turns around so nonchalant and she's like, are you getting enough of this, you perv? Or something along those lines. And it just makes me laugh. Because then he's like, just like so unreceptive to it. He's like, you're going to die. <laughs> she just like, what the fuck? And he hands her across and he's like, hold on to this with your life. And <laughs> it just, and then he runs away. He scurries from the room. And like, it's just so funny to me. I don't know. It feels almost comedic at times. It feels almost like high school play-ish sometimes. 
And I mean, not to knock high school theater, because y'all know that was my jam, but like that's how this <laughs> feels sometimes. We're also in, th- we have three sets, like three places. Like we have the boat, the island part, and the house. Yeah, literally. We have the dock, the boat, random areas of trees, and the house. <laughs> like that's all we get in this movie. And like they don't even make the island feel big right like, i feel like don't. this is a, the tiniest island i've ever experienced yeah so small like it's probably two miles in length and width because it it just feels so so small and i just i don't know they don't do a great job of making it feel like a grand island which is unfortunate they don't make anything feel grand not the biggest party ever not the fucking <laughs> island not the hot people even like the hot people aren't hot <laughs> even the hot people aren't hot you know okay I will everything's say lackluster about this movie <laughs> i will say for the men none of the men are hot all the men that are supposed to be a hot aren't hot uh simon's supposed to be like the sexiest thing and no i he's cute but like he's not like uh-huh all the women are gorgeous though alicia is gorgeous karma is gorgeous liberty's stunning uh you know they all look great but yeah these men aren't serving like i need them to serve i'm hungry for dick i come for the dick okay that is my that is my goal in life is just to talk about dick and so if i'm watching a movie and the dick that's supposed to be swinging isn't swinging i'm not feeling it and i'm sorry house of the dead 2003 the dick isn't working for me in this movie Wow, we were doing so good. And then you're like, you're like, let's swan dive into the dick talk. <laughs> Would you fuck any of these men? They're all white. So <laughs> you know what is so <laughs> fucking sad is I'm talking shit and I would probably fuck every single one of them, all the way down to fucking Smitty and the zombies. I don't even know. <laughs> you're gonna fuck Smitty and his fucking his galoshes. <laughs> I want him to fuck me in that fucking his rain slicker. Yeah, in that ridiculous rain slicker. Oh, I can't. the fucking sound is. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna close my eyes. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna pretend he is the fisherman from. Uh, I know what you did last summer, just to make it more exciting for me. And I'm gonna pretend I'm Sharon Michelle Keller. <laughs> Bring your hook, Schmitty. And he's like, my name's. Is <laughs> all my name Salish? And you're like, shut up, Smitty. <laughs> Oh my goodness, he is ridiculous. Okay, but yeah, honestly. The only guy that I would fuck is probably the like doctor the one. No. Oh, Castillo really is hot as fuck. No, not him either. The one that what? had to study. Oh, Rudy. Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> the main person. <laughs> I would probably fuck him. Like I, that's the only the only one of the guys. I also completely forgot that he was a pre-med student or whatever the fuck they try to make us believe because he's supposed to be like this crazy smart guy in the video games. So mm, right. That didn't portray either. Like every <laughs> everything that they suggested, like just didn't hit right. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, and Alicia being like a fencer, like that's her thing, and she's a fencer. I was like, girl, what? And even at the end, she's flopping. You know, you broke up with your man to go fence and you're going to sit here and then do <laughs> right. that situation. You're supposed you're to be flop. stabbing bitches. You are supposed to be literally stabbing bitches. And but you- fucking Liberty is acting like Katana and fucking <laughs> slashing bitches left and right. And you're doing what? 
<laughs> Even karma. You broke up with your boyfriend for what? For what? Karma does not speak for 20 minutes. She doesn't say a word. And she is still kicking higher than Alicia. And I'm like, make it make sense. She's supposed to be the one that actually has some type of like fighting background. And she's giving us nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It is so funny to me. That's why she bugs me. Cause like, not only is she like a bitch um, to her friends, which I mean, you know, relatable, but not only is she a bitch, but like, you're also not bringing anything to the table. You're just being a bitch. She's giving me Natalie from Urban Legend Tees. Like you're boring and I can't stand it. You're just, it's like the final girl in the movie that I just am so over. Yeah. If you're going to be a bitch, you have to like balance it out somehow. Right. And you're giving me nothing on the other end of the scale. Here. If you're going to be a bitch, then literally be a bad bitch and fucking be Melina from Mortal Kombat. Be Sonya Blade. I, give us something, you know, be a badass. Sonya Blade is a bitch, but she's kicking ass. So give us that energy, Alicia. There's no energy. But she gets stabbed in a minute. As she she gets stabbed in the chest like a minute into this, this do or isn't, die battle. With isn't a Scooby that part of fencing? <laughs> Like avoiding each other. Yeah, like avoiding the stab, right? So she's not even a good fencer. (laughs) And you know what is the big thing? It's not even like a it's not even like she like accidentally got like stabbed on her arm and like bleeding maybe a little too much. It's not like he maybe stabbed her in the leg to to hit low. He stabbed her straight in the chest. You know much of a you know, you know much of a bitch you have to be to be able to allow your chest to be stabbed like that. He hit her, he had so much time and so much like, you know. Uh, the opportunity to like focus in and hone in on his shot to hit her right between the breasts. Like, you know how much skill that takes? The fact that he had so much time because she was no threat to him whatsoever is sad. Right. I'm sad. I'm so disappointed in her. <laughs> For no reason. I'm just so disappointed. Because is she supposed to be, you know, we hear about her fencing. I was like, why oh. give us why give us all these details and then do nothing with them? Right, exactly. But, you know, but they actually will kill off the people who are actually badass. Like Casper comes in, again, her introduction's awful. Her everything really isn't exciting in this movie. (laughs) But she is still such a badass character. And they kill her off so fast. And I was just so sad. Right. But she does get, a. I mean, probably out of everybody, probably the most interesting death because we get to see her legs ripped off. So that's pretty cool. And then, of course, that becomes like, it turns into a traumatizing event for, for the main character. Uh-huh. I feel like that's the only reason that they involve him is so he can be like sad about it later. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't care about your trauma. We're all traumatized right now. <laughs> I'm traumatized because I'm having to watch this movie. So get over it. You know what also makes me laugh is when Liberty does die. Because apparently they have like some type of dynamic, I guess. I don't know. They don't really tell us much. Um, but he like really likes her, I guess. But when she does die and he's just like staring at her and like there's no emotion, no a blank right. expression. And he's like, Liberty. And then he just stares into like the void. I'm like, is there a black hole coming towards you? Like, are you like, <laughs> like what's happening? And they do it too with Cynthia. When, I mean, but she was kind of annoying. So if she died. I'd be like, hmm, well, <laughs> you're like, whatever. There's room for everybody in heaven. But um, she, I would, I, you don't know, even then her boyfriend's just like, I'm covered in shit because he gets covered in shit, you know, for he he ha ha purposes. And he's like, right. over it. doesn't care that she's dead. Dude. And like, even that slackluster, like if you got, knocked over in a porta potty you'd be covered head to toe and shit i've seen jackass you know what i mean 
and he has like yeah he has like three <laughs> splooges of poo <laughs> only three and also how long was he in this porta potty not making a noise right and when he heard them come back to camp why did he say something why do you have to wait for like this book like moment? knock on the <laughs> knock on the door dude yeah but oh my god i hear my friends i'm covered in shit get me out i don't know where cynthia is i'm covered in shit you know what i'm saying girl a hot mess it really is would you would you rescue me from my porta buddy oh yeah of course oh cute why wouldn't i I don't know. Just the thought. Would you swim through an ocean of shit to save me? <laughs> do I have to like dive in? Yeah. Or do you, I, can I just like wade in it? You literally have to jump in like an Olympic diver. Bitch, I can't swim in regular water. <laughs> can you? Do you think? I mean, I guess if the if it's like diarrhea shit, you can probably swim through it pretty easily. My head's not going underwater, so if that's if that's part of it, you're drowning, baby. Sorry about it. <laughs> I probably wouldn't swim through an ocean to shit for it. Uh, okay, maybe I would. If you could keep your okay, so if it's from like nipples for a million down, dollars, sure. <laughs> and worth a million dollars, bitch. The fuck? <laughs> yeah, you are, you are. Nipples down, you said? Yeah. It doesn't get any higher than your nipples. Hmm. I don't know. That's so gross to me. Probably not. I really couldn't. Like realistically, I could be, you know. You let me die. I could be cutting it up for this podcast or whatever and acting like I would be a bad bitch. But girl, that is shit. Who is shit? Okay, I'm your best friend. (sighs) Is this the part where I find out I'm not your best friend? (laughs) (laughs) But like, shit though. I'm sorry I asked the question. You know Mm. what? Okay, yes, I would do it. If If my head doesn't have to go underneath the shit... Yes, I can shower. And the I'll only reason right. you're saying that is because you know we're never going to be in that position. Right, exactly. Truly, <laughs> honestly. I, and I'm not even going to pretend to try to put myself in that position because that is too much. That is way too much. And I hate myself for bringing it up. I'd weigh in, wade and poo for you. <laughs> okay, you know what? Honestly, let's talk about the most iconic scene in this movie, which is the graveyard scene, where it's a full-on video game. And you know what? This movie really doesn't pull any punches with the fact that it's a video game movie because they are showing us clips of the House of the Dead video game at least every five minutes. Well, and the thing is, is like, for one, those scenes are so abrupt for them to pop up, just the zombies. And then, like, we get a full-on character selection screen. It's so funny, Like, we though. go, like, to one of them and do, like, the 360 and they do some moves and then you go to the next one. And I'm just I like, I'm genuinely picking my character right now. I loved it. I still love it. That was my favorite part as a kid, was that. Yeah. I could see why, for sure. Yeah, and I still really enjoy it. I think it's kind of cool. Because you don't see 360 shots like that too often in movies. Um so I really enjoyed it. I really did. And I still really enjoyed it. And although it is so silly and yeah, it looks like it was created in like the earliest version of PowerPoint, but like when they die and when the blood trickles down over them and it turns to just a red screen, you know, full kill bill, really into it. I quite enjoy it. It's so silly that it's fun. I don't know. This movie is dumb and yeah, we've shit on it so far, but it really is fun. Like I've giggled like, 
quite a few times. And I've been joking all month about like how we need to come to this episode chit face. We didn't, by the way, Stormy's sick. <laughs> but like, it really is one of those movies. Like if you sit down with people and you just get shit faced or you make a drinking game um, to this movie, it would be a blast because it really is fun. I am furious. Like it has a, its own original song. It's right. so insane that it's hilarious and actually quite fun. Because when they're in that graveyard and you just hear the fucking something i'm from the house of the dead i am furious and it's just like on a loop it's like the same like two lines. <laughs> the same bridge <laughs> the same bridge for literally like five minutes but it's fun it's catchy and that graveyard scene i know it's supposed to be the bread and butter and it is the one thing i do remember most from this movie but it's just so funny because they will be sitting here and like, yes, full on flipping around zombies and breaking necks. And it's so funny because when they cut to like them, like shooting these zombies in the face, there's like three zombies behind that person just standing and right. not moving. Like they didn't tell the extras, you know, at least bob side to side or at least act like you're reaching for them. Like they are just fully standing and waiting for their turn. They're standing in a line. Yeah. Waiting for their cue. <laughs> so ridiculous like i can't help but laugh at it take a shot for every time that you see a zombie standing in place because <laughs> it happens a lot take a shot every time there's like a swipe a fucking scene transition Sw- take a shot take two shots every time you see a pair of titties yes take two shots every time no, no no that'll kill you take one shot every time there's a 360 camera shot oof i'm taking shots of nyquil at this point um <laughs> What else can we do? Take a shot every time it sounds like the actor literally just barely learned that or heard that line of dialogue right before they said it. Oh, you know, like off scene, they were like line and then the person (laughs) read it to him and they're just like, okay, and they mimic it back. (laughs) It's so ridiculous. There's one scene in particular that really gives me the most B-movie vibes. And it's when they're showing us Castillo being taken from his country and the captain comes out to talk to him. And like he chokes out the captain and like the captain like full on is like tongue out being choked. And it's just like, like, I'm like, this is legitimately like community theater acting, which again is fine. Literally not knocking that at all because I could never, but it's very comedic when he kills this man. And then he stares at the camera because he's supposed to be the big bad. And he's trying to look, he tries to look so menacing. And I'm just like, I just like want to put my dick in your face you don't look menacing just stop it feels very like breaking the fourth wall like the office type shit when he just stares at the camera and i'm like okay okay if you were in my closet bitch i would just close the closet i wouldn't even be afraid that you were in and just like not today not today honestly bitch i could open the closet door and see like chucky and tiffany and have like more of a visceral terrified reaction and those are two little bitty dolls and if i see this big hulking man in my closet i'm just gonna close it i'm not gonna be afraid also that scene or that shot where the zombie is throwing an axe at alicia and she jumps at least eight feet in the air and just shoots the shot it hits him perfectly. And as soon as he gets hit, like, I don't know if the if the axe is, like, linked to his life force, but it just, like, falls flat on the floor. I'm like, you could have hit this bitch in the head. You could have tried a little bit harder, zombie. Right. And you guys are, like, lackluster. And they're throwing grenades like they're hard, like it's hard candy. Like, everybody has a grenade. Yeah. When I first saw them, I was like, whoa, where the fuck did we get grenades from? <laughs> it's, it's just... 
ridiculous. Uh, but we do lose Casper and Liberty, two of my favorite people in this movie um, at this exact scene. And it's very unfortunate, but they're finally able to get into this ridiculous shack at this point, people start dying off because Captain Kirk is injured and ends up dying because he, um, you know, is left behind because of his injuries. And then they discover the lab where Castillo works is inside of this like little shack thing. And it's like, you know, it has like separate heads and body parts. And quite honestly, don't mind the aesthetic. It definitely feels like a Halloween Horror Nights maze. This whole entire house feels like it's a haunt. Um, and this is... Literally felt like we stole... <laughs> We stole somebody's community theater haunted house. <laughs> it's so bad. Like, I can't even. But the lab is probably maybe the most interesting place visually in this movie. Yeah. Um, and it's not saying a lot. But yeah, they find this lab. Ooh, it's spooky. And then they get separated again. Zombies break into this shack and Simon... <laughs> Simon, okay, so the zombies start breaking into the shack because Karma, for whatever reason, decides to shoot at this random fish take of red glowing liquid when this creepy like fish thing pops out at them. So she shoots it because why not? And it, we find out at this point this liquid is what turns everybody, you know, that's dead back to life because the zombies inside come alive, attack them. Zombies from outside start coming in. But as the girls find the secret hatch and go in it and Rudy's trying to be like, Simon, Simon, come on. Simon, no thoughts head empty is just standing and just waiting for his cue waiting for the zombies to reach in and grab him girl and they do and his reaction when they grab them no thoughts head empty not even like scared that he's gonna die it's just like he's accepted his fate <laughs> speaking of simon one of the most cringe-worthy scenes in this movie is when him and karma like kiss each other because there's no connection. There's no buildup of any type of like romantic relationship between the two. We just know that Alicia likes him or we just know that Karma likes him and he literally does not even know she exists. And, you know, because he's now ugly, I guess, in his eyes, like he's like, yeah, I'll kiss her. And it's just like, it's just like two wet socks just like smacking each other inside of the washing machine. It's uninteresting. Dude, the way his lip, I don't even know how to explain it. But the way his lips look in that kiss is not pleasant. Uh-huh. And Karma is trying to eat his face. Maybe trying to add some intensity to the kiss and make it feel believable. But I've seen more kids. I, I, no. I just, no. No, 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 The it's, time you kissed me was more passionate than that. Right. Our little peck on the lips literally had more fire than whatever the hell is going on here. So I'm over it. Anytime I kiss any of my friends. And that's, yes, I will kiss my friends, everybody, just so you're aware. <laughs> Give me a few Everybody shots. Everybody at home is like, hold on. I thought they were both a little meh. <laughs> Literally, give me, a, give me at least a couple shots and just like, you want to kiss? The answer will be yes, baby. But um, no chemistry whatsoever. And then when Rudy and Alicia kiss over Casper's dead, rotting body, also no chemistry whatsoever. I'm like, maybe you should stick to fencing and maybe you should stick to studying because it really doesn't seem like you guys got a lot going on here. Maybe that's why they broke up. It's just like, you know, she's like, fencing is so much more fun than fucking you. Like, <laughs> occasionally I get a few pokes in. I get poked more during fencing than I do being in a relationship with you. Right. That part. Mm-hmm. That part. Um, but yeah, Simon dies and he blows up the entire shack because he shoots at barrels of gunpowder. Because why not? We need more explosions in this movie. Maybe that's where most of the budget went was these explosions. Because there's at least 
five of them in this movie. I mean, I, I okay, you know what? Side note, behind the behind the scenes tease, I have the movie playing right now while we're talking. I was wondering what the fuck you were looking at, girl. Yeah, and as soon as I said that, there was an explosion on screen. So, you nice. know. Nice. Uh, you know. We love timely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, and here's the scene where Alicia's jumping six feet in the air. A mess. Hot. A disaster. Um, but they do escape, and then they have this funny little scene where they're, they're downstairs, and it's supposed to be reminiscent in these, like, creepy tunnels that are underneath the shack. Uh, but it's supposed to be reminiscent of the video game because, like, it's like a first-person view type of thing where they're shooting these zombies that pop out. And then when they're down there, these zombies kind of come out of the wall, and they look cool. We don't get a lot of them, but they are fucking cool. And they're like, I mean, when do you see, like, camouflaged zombies that are covered in rock? Not a lot. So it's pretty fucking cool, but they don't do much. But <laughs> I honestly, these are college students, okay? Keep this in mind. These are college students who are probably the stupidest that are ever going to be in their life because they feel all very stupid. But they not only are so quick to just be able to be like combat experts and like, you know, mercenaries almost, but they also just have like now the most stupid amount of confidence because Karma's like, I got this. She turns around and dies immediately. (laughs) And you're like, oh, girl, you could have been like, hey, guys, let's run. Or, hey, girl, let's all start opening fire. She's like, I got this. And she <laughs> dies immediately. And I'm like, what? And her friends, watch her die and don't try to help her at all. And you're just like, maybe they're all giving up. And honestly, if I was in this situation, I, too, would be giving up. It, too, Brutus. But I would just be over it. I mean, at this point, if you were getting mauled by zombies, I'd be like, <laughs> it'd be like um, uh, Jessica in Sorority Row when she gets into that fight with that one girl and she like leaves the room, Megan's sister. And when she leaves the room and she goes, oh no, don't go out there. At this point, this is the energy that everybody has because they just don't care at this point. The entire cast has that energy. <laughs> you also, you know what's so funny is apparently like early on in shooting, um, Rudy or Jonathan Cherry, um, he had like burned his hand. And so they put in the scene on the deck where he gets his hand stabbed with a nail just uh-huh. to have an excuse to wrap his hand for the rest of the movie because it was actually legitimately burned. Bitch. And the, the fact that they took the time to like make such an intricate detail for like a real life injury is admirable because they don't do anything that's equal to that in terms of effort for the rest of this movie. But that was a nice little tidbit. Good to know, you know? But yeah, they kill Karma, and then Greg pops into the scene, but he's wearing the exact same cloak that Castillo's been wearing the entire movie. So why are we to believe that he's not Castillo? I don't know, but the movie's trying to trick us, but... A red herring. Again, Castillo has only been seen in this cape. And every scene where he walks in slowly into the frame gives an evil smirk while his zombies are doing bad, by the way. I mean, they're killing people, but they're also getting their asses kicked a lot. But he comes in and gives a sly smile with that cape on. So when Greg pops up in the same cape, girl, I was 10 years old and I was like, oh, that's the bad guy. But yeah, he takes them back to their lab and immediately rips off his face and it's Castillo and, you know, the whole bra breaks out. They kill a few zombies. Rudy and Alicia are able to get away and then Stormy's fast asleep by this point. She is snoring. <laughs> I don't blame her. Greg walked into the scene. It was supposed to be like the most like, <gasps> like biggest twist in the movie. Like, oh my God, Greg's alive? And Stormy went, 
Ray <laughs> fell asleep. It was supposed to be like the biggest gag in the movie, and she took it and went to sleep with it. So that was her Zequil, and that is very sad for this movie. <laughs> but they're able to escape, and then that's when the fucking <laughs> the fucking insane sequence happens where they start having hand-to-hand combat with this evil villain mastermind that can bring the dead back to life. And Rudy gets his ass handed to him very quickly. And Alicia is trying to be the baddest bitch in the game and gets stabbed right between the titties really quickly. And I'm so disappointed because I wanted to her, I wanted to see her be cool. But she gets stabbed and falls, I guess. And then we're to assume she dies, but she doesn't die because she's almost awake immediately. But Rudy right. gets up and tries to like save her and he fails. Well, no, he does decapitate Castillo, but Castillo, of course, can live forever thanks to this. Right potion or whatever so his body starts choking rudy it's kool-aid yes and it's just so funny because he's choking them out but alicia gets up and she does give us probably maybe the best death in this movie because we really don't see anything else but she takes her foot and just stomps on castillo's head and smushes and the brains come out and i'm satisfied with that um if it makes you feel any better i did go back and watch this scene this morning (laughs) oh did you watch it yeah (laughs) okay how do we feel about it um a hot mess just like the rest of the fucking movie <laughs> but like you said i was i'm satisfied with her like the big squish you know what i mean all right you know me anything squishy i'm always here for <laughs> I love even it. if it's like fucking b level squish like it's not like it doesn't look good but it sounds good girl <laughs> But honestly, it's kind of satisfying. And then that's it. You know, movie ends. The AMS agents pop up. So we're like, ooh, the video game tie-in. And then we hear Rudy's full name for the first time. He's like, my name is Rudolph Kurian. And you're like, oh, wow, it's the bad guy from the video game. And I bet, like, nobody watching this movie knew that. I didn't know this for the last 15 years of my life. Um, But that was a thing that happened. And then the movie ends. (laughs) You're like that happened. Yeah, that was. A That's thing. how I felt about this whole movie. That happened. <laughs> it was so. What the fuck? Remember when Liberty dies and the camera slow zooms into Rudy's face and then it goes into a quick mashup of all the events that have happened in the movie and it feels like it's showing the same scene over and over and over again because nothing's happened in this movie. I felt like I was having a stroke. They need to have a fucking seizure warning on that because it's so fast. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but you know what? I can't. And reveal, uh, one of the like, little trivia things that popped up on IMDb for this thing was that like reviews were so bad that like Danish cinemas didn't want to fucking pick up this movie. Like They didn't want to buy it. They refused because nobody was watching this movie. They're like, no thanks, we'll pass. Also, um, we, I guess we can say it, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, but we have an episode coming out with Brother Ghoulish soon. Ayo. Hey, hey, hey. Where we're going to be talking about Dawn of the Dead, but when we were like researching that movie and I was getting ready for that episode, it said <laughs> in researching that, that that movie's budget was cut a significant amount because after House of the Dead was released, studio executives <laughs> thought nobody wants zombies anymore. This movie was so bad that we're going to take money away from Dawn of the Dead because zombies are uncool now <laughs> like they're out the zombies are out what's new right because resident evil came in video game zombie movie was decent you know made a lot of money and then they tried to make this movie and it was 
awful and it tanked. And then, you know, the future zombies, I mean, obviously they never went anywhere, but it was up in the air for a little bit, apparently, for Hollywood after this movie. <laughs> so this movie is so bad that it potentially could have killed, you know, zombies as we know them. You know what? That is something to be proud of. Honestly. To be so bad that you might have been the end of zombies. Oh my God. Imagine you were so bad that you could You were the final zombie movie. <laughs> <laughs> you were so bad that you could single-handedly diminish George A. Romero's legacy by just shitting on everything that zombies were. But right. you know what? I think that they kind of do it intentionally, maybe, because this movie definitely doesn't feel like it shies away from being stupid. Yeah, I hope they weren't trying to take themselves seriously, because if so, I don't know what's going on with that production team. (laughs) I really want to know what the people who act in this movie think about it. You know, this is one of those movies where, like, if I was an actor and I was able to, like, you know, go on and have a successful career, but this was, like, one of my earlier works, it'd be one of those things where, like, I'd, like, I wouldn't talk about it. Yeah, somebody could ask me, like, oh, uh, tell me about how it was to be on the set of House of the Dead. And I would just be like, what? Uh, Full Mariah Carey. I don't know her. Who? Right. Like, what? And I'd repeat themselves and be like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> or honestly, maybe if I'm like just super rich and successful, I just wouldn't give a fuck. And I'd be like, oh yeah, House of the Dead was a hot mess and it was great. I burned my hand on set. <laughs> it was a blast. Yeah, I would only hope that I'm like that successful to not give a fuck. The only thing that Sega was willing to contribute to this movie was a banner in the back. So that got torn the fuck up like two <laughs> seconds in, too. <laughs> like, honestly, even like the, because I feel like when you see like plugs like that in movies, like it's so obvious or like it's at least like kind of well thought out. And they just have a random banner in the back flowing in the wind at the most boring rave ever. Jurassic Park vibes where it's. <laughs> It's all fucking flowing in the wind. It's supposed to mean something. It's a disaster. But you know what? That's House of the Dead. Honestly, there's not really a lot to say here. Um, it is hilarious. And quite honestly, we can just probably talk shit about it often. Honestly, this is probably a really fun movie to like do maybe like a live with. Yeah. Because it'd be funny just to talk shit about it. There was a couple of lines that were so fucking ridiculous that I wish I would have taken them down. Or moments. There are just so many funny moments. And then you're just like, did that? happen am i imagining this movie i remember at one point i wish i remembered the line but like so rudy is um like doing a voiceover of course he is and he says something and then like two seconds later the like cast member says the exact same thing and i was like (laughs) do we did we need that (laughs) (laughs) or also like uh, there's one point too where Rudy, when Castillo like has some like kind of sidelined a little bit when he reveals himself from Greg's face, uh, or reveals himself from underneath Greg's face, but uh, where like he has Rudy down and Rudy's like, "You, you've become immortal. Why?" And he said, "To live forever." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's what immortal means. <laughs> make it interesting. Say, you know, so I could, you know, jerk off for the rest of my life." You know, make it interesting so I can, you know, be able to have pumpkin spice lattes every year for the rest of my life. Like, I always, I just, I need them. Like, make it interesting. What a boring villain. Right. Because if this is like, honestly, this movie is so ridiculous and so campy, quite honestly, at times that I kind of wish that, like, it almost feels like a parody of other zombie movies. So I wish the villain would have been even more 
ridiculous. And if you're going right. to be like an evil villain in a zombie movie, then you should at least be somewhat outlandish. I feel like to kind of pull away from the zombies. I don't know, be different. Because it's just, it's like, he's ridiculously boring. Everybody's boring. The movie's boring. But get drunk and watch it, honestly, or literally get so fucking stoned. Watch it with your friends. Yeah, it's definitely a friend movie. Because it really is fun to laugh at, quite honestly. It's for free on Hulu. (laughs) Yeah, and the sequel's on Hulu as well. Have you seen the sequel, Stormy? No, and I'm not going to. (laughs) I watched the first, uh, like, 15 minutes, I believe. Maybe, Maybe the first 20, I'm not quite certain. But I did watch the first few minutes of it um, just to kind of get a vibe or just to try to get a vibe because I've never seen it. And within the first 15 minutes, it definitely feels like a worse movie than this one, which is saying a lot. But they do have Sid Haig in that movie, which I did not know. And quite (laughs) honestly, in the one scene that he's in, in the first 15 minutes, he gives more to that character than anybody in this movie tries to do. That's for sure. So at that movie, it might be so bad that it's even good because if Sid Haig is in it I don't you know I'm not like too worried about it because he might make it interesting so I'm, I'm gonna try to give it a full watch through and I'll come back with my thoughts maybe next month uh I'll let you do it first and then if you're like yeah it's great Sid Haig's wonderful then I'll do it but if not <laughs> I'm not wasting my time maybe it's because I don't feel good but <laughs> I don't blame you I don't have the time <laughs> so Stormy House of the Dead closing thoughts for yourself Wow. That was bad. <laughs> um, you get one and a half Sega controllers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, I damn nostalgia really is a bitch with this one because I want to give it two Sega controllers. Um, just for the sake that <sighs> damn it, I don't know. Should I give it one and a half? Yeah, girl, I wouldn't even go back and watch this. You wouldn't watch it again? Mm, not sober. <laughs> <laughs> even the tits aren't worth it. You would go back though and watch Stay Alive sober. Shut the fuck up. Stay Alive is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trying to gauge. Like, I'm trying to gauge. Like, you're, yeah, you would yeah, be willing yeah. to watch that again. Okay. I, I, I literally did. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You know, usually I watch the movies for the podcast at least twice. At least Mm -hmm. sometimes I might go above and beyond if I really like the movie, like Jennifer's Body or something, and watch it like multiple times leading up to the podcast. But this is the first movie in I think a while that I didn't watch twice. I have it playing right now on the TV just to make sure I don't miss anything. And I probably did. But quite honestly, we probably didn't because nothing happens in this movie. So yeah, one and a half seconds controllers. <laughs> but she was okay, she's fun though. Like if you haven't seen it, please watch it. If you have seen it though, like please don't give it any more screen <laughs> time than it already has gotten from you. <laughs> okay, listen, just be aware that when we shit on a movie, kind of like we did with this one, and we just kind of outright say, Oh, she's pretty bad. The thing with horror is even when the movie is bad. It is still so fun. Like really, truly, honestly, House of the Dead is still a good time. Again, maybe not sober. Um, maybe if you want to have a good laugh, probably. But like, if you really want to have a good laugh, definitely don't watch it sober. Um, but even in those moments, dude, it's 
pretty hilarious. It feels like a very high energy video game movie, which is the premise. You know, they, you know, they stuck to the assignment and, you know, they got the job done. So if you've never seen it, like Stormy said, it is on Hulu right now streaming for free. So definitely check it out or don't. Quite honestly, I wouldn't fault you if you don't. You know what? Let us know how the sequel goes and we'll go from there. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, okay. So next month is fucking October, Stormy. I see you next month. We get to see each other next month. We get, we to, get be... to go to the movies together next we month. We get to watch Halloween Kill <laughs> next month. Can you believe that? We get to go, I don't know, maybe to a haunt. I don't know. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yes, plenty of them. But it's going to be a crazy month. There's five Fridays in the month of October. So you get five episodes from Slasher, uh, if we can manage. We're on other people's shows this month. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're going to be making some appearances on some other shows this month as well. Uh, So, yeah, it's going to be a very busy month for us. On top of, like, just being able to see each other finally and have to plan our trip together, it's going to be a crazy month. If they're... Is this is a long shot, but if there's anything that you'll want to see from us together, please let us know. I'm not really sure like what's plausible given like the Rona. <laughs> um, but like if there's anything specific, I mean I'm not really sure what content we could give you together that we can't give you apart, but some of it just might be easier. If you have any ideas, just let us know. We're going to be together at the end of the month. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see your face. Uh, same. I really am so excited and I cannot wait to see you and I can't wait for next month. Next month is fun. And next month, I guess we really don't generally have like a specific theme. We're kind of keeping spooky every, <laughs> I mean, spooky season, Halloween season obviously has to be the theme for October. So we're sticking to, you know, movies or horror movies that give a Halloween vibe whatever that may mean (laughs) to you. And also focusing on some topics of just general Halloween season things kind of stuff. So you'll see, we'll, you know, release a lineup pretty soon. But yeah, thank you so much for joining us for September for Video Game Horror Month. Quite honestly, probably one of the most fun months I've had while recording Slasher. Since probably the Aliens Month back in uh, April, this is probably my favorite month That and then like Summer of Slash. Oh, always a blast. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So you know what? Thanks for another great month, everybody. Thank you for tuning in, for uh, downloading, for sticking with us. And yeah, Stormy, where can everybody find us? You can find me on the couch because I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the same handle at slash underscore her underscore pod. You can find us on pretty much every streaming platform, including Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and Spotify. You can email us at slashherpod at gmail.com and you can probably find us under the bed haunting you for the next fucking month. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, guys, stay spooky and stay tuned for spooky season. Yay, spooky season. Stay spooky, everybody. Bye. Bye.